Blog Talk Radio. Yo, Rubberguard Radio is live on the air. Welcome to the December 20th edition of Rubber Guard Radio. I'm your host, KZ, and this show is brought to you by our sponsor, IVP Videos, www.ivpvideos.com, $2.99 single disc, Lucha, Puro, some old MMA, um, indie sleeves and whatnot, and I am joined on the line by my co-host for the evening, Mr. Alex Saint. How's it going? Hey, what's going on, brother? And also on the line as well is... The Texas bad boy, Vengeance, David Fuller. What's going on, Dave? Good evening. Oh, well, you asked for um, you asked for an hour shot on Rubber Guard, brother. You got it. So uh, we're going to be straight shooting. So, uh, That's no good to me. No bullshit. We're going to jump right into it. Now, I know you've been in the business for 10 years. Now, give yes, me sir. your best rap story. Do I have a what? Your best rat story. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, in 2000, in Plano, Texas, I was working for an organization called Texas Championship Wrestling. That, that organization is now known as XCW out of Denton, Texas. So, anyway, so back in the day, I was a heel, and they, for some ungodly reason, they thought it would be funny to stick a woman manager with me. Now... KZ, you've seen me. I'm sure some of your listeners have watched me on YouTube. I'm not a very big guy. Um, anyway, so they stuck a woman with me who was skinnier than I am. Oh, so her name was Tattoo, the ugliest thing you could possibly think of. I wouldn't have touched her with a stolen penis. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute. Well, well, instead of paying her cash, did they pay her in <laughs> I don't think they paid her at all. I think bringing her out in the society was her pay. But <laughs> let her out of her cage. So anyway, so one night they decided to uh, they had this belt guy named Eric Awesome, and he made belts for people in the area. And his deal was he'd make you a belt, and he was a shitty worker. I mean, you know, I don't mean to bash him, but he was terrible. So anyway, so they would bring him, and he's great belt, great belt maker, shitty worker. So anyway. So he would make your belt, and then he would cut off half the price if you'd book him. So, naturally. Oh, yeah, by the way, I had my IHW belts made from him. I never once booked him, but that's besides the point. So, <laughs> so, anyway, so anyway, they brought him in for a show. So we're all around doing the show one night. And um, actually, I wasn't there. I won't lie. I wasn't there. But I've heard this from numerous people. So they they... 
he on the call sheet, you know, they got his match whenever. So his match time, they're looking around going, where the hell is he? Where is he? The ring, the valet was blowing him in the parking lot. <laughs> and uh, I've, I've heard stories, and uh, it, I was told it looked like a fat kid eating a Twinkie. <laughs> oh, uh, thank God cell phones with cameras didn't exist back in 2000, or we would all probably have a very bad visual. See what you have to look forward to later on in the business, Alex? Oh, man, I'm waiting to, to come and contact my first rats, man. That's, uh, that's the one thing I look forward to. <laughs> <laughs> well, if, if, if I get you booked up here in San Francisco, I'm pretty sure we can get a few mail rats for you. Oh, uh, no, no. <laughs> Just pretend. Close your eyes. It's cool. <clears throat> David will tell you that. <laughs> you have any male rat stories, David, while we're on the subject? Um, um, let me think. Uh, no, I don't have any male rat stories, but I have a story about a male, a, a guy by the name of uh, Hot Shot Scott Patrick. I'm gonna get so much heat for this. You know, down here in Texas, I'm not, I'm not very well liked on the uh, internet wrestling world down here in Texas. But you know, I don't really give a shit. Anyway, I I worked a show. I was a road agent for a show called Bad Boys Wrestling, and they ran a show in Amarillo, Texas. And the main event that night was Terry Funk and Greg the Hammer Valentine. It was awesome to be at. So, especially I got to hang around Terry Funk and Greg and. Greg's father brought me into the business, so he kind of knew me. You know, it's funny, Greg Ballantyne, even if he knows you, if he says more than two words to you, that's a conversation with him. <laughs> so, got all the respect in the world from Warren, but you can't hold a conversation with that guy. So, but anyway, guy named Canyon, uh, C. Diddy, as he's known down here, he's the current PCW Cruiserweight champion. Um, he's also a guy by the name of Scott Patrick. And at one point, I'm down there with the promoter. The promoter did the ring announcing. The promoter was Ed Beckley. Uh, Ed Beckley had a cameo in Beyond the Mat uh, during the Jake the Snake story because Jake the Snake worked for BBOW when that movie was filming. Uh, so me and Mr. Beckley were down at ringside, and Mr. Beckley at one point, he goes, Dave, Dave, does he have a fucking boner? <laughs> and sure enough, <laughs> oh, yeah. So... Uh, Never happened to me in 10 years of wrestling, even wrestling, you know, females, that was the farthest thing from my mind. So, uh, no male rat story, but that was pretty entertaining. I have we to say, if you're, if you're able to get a boner in the ring, then you have to be a great worker because I have so many other things in my mind when I'm in there, in training or in the ring. Then if, if I was able to get a boner, then at that point, I think I would be comfortable in the ring, to say the least. <laughs> right, Got anything to add, KZ? <laughs> KZ has a boner doing the radio show. <laughs> wow. No, no, that's after, man. That's after. But um, I, I do have a caller on the line that, that does want to speak with David. Caller? Get him off? Delirious. What was that? An appearance. That was delirious. 
Wow. It sounded yeah. like he was trying to shoot on me. <laughs> yes, he was. Hilarious. The man who pulls no words or punches. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dave. Who's the stiffest guy other than Necro you've been in the ring with? Stiffest guy besides Necro Butcher? Necro than stiff what? Other than Necro. Necro stiff. Uh, let me see. Um, I tell you, um, I wrestled a, you know, I wrestled a, I wrestled Chico Torres earlier this year. Chico Torres used to work in world class, and later he worked for GWF. Um, mm-hmm. He was pretty stiff when I worked him, but you know, not anything really bad. Uh, the guy I had the most fun with was a guy by the name of Chainsaw Chris Wool, uh, my best friend. He's now my brother-in-law. Uh, we would watch. All Japan pro wrestling, and we would watch Masawa, Kawada, Junakiyama, Kobashi, Kenta Kobashi, and um, he would—he was very, very just—he would take moves and incorporate them in our matches. And uh, every time we wrestled, it was about 25, 30 minutes, um, and he would incorporate those moves. He would—we did the Burning Hammer, um, and this was back, you know, eight, nine years ago. This was before it was used in every other match on a uh, on a show in the Northeast. You got to see it. uh, it's, it's easier to get you in that. It's, just, it's easier to get you in that move, Dave, because you're 130 pounds. Well, that's I mean, true. I and I was, willing to, I, I was willing to do anything. I didn't really care. And he'd do the perfect driver, and we would just connect. He would we would trade forearms the whole time. So after working with him, I started working like that. He retired. And I started working like that. But um, other than Necro Butcher, I would have to say just beat the living dog shit out of me. Um, God, there's been so many. (laughs) 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 Um, I did something with uh, Rodney Mack once. We did a a little run-in. And, you know, he's a big guy. Him and I also worked with Hopster uh, Fernandez, and uh, they were pretty stiff. But they could have killed me. I like Sean. So. Huh? I really like Hernandez. He's I like that awesome. guy. It, it, it's amazing that he doesn't have a job with New York. It, it is amazing, you know. I mean, he's, it really he's is. Very, he's him, got the size. Him. You know, he can he can work too, and and he can fly around for a big big guy. When I used to see him in NWA Wildside, he was a freak of nature. He was a large guy, and he was doing all these dives, and he was super athletic, and then he had the whole power game, too. And then now I see him in TNA where, I mean, he's, he's, he's toned it down. But usually when I, when I say tone it down, I think they work a lot smarter. I, mean, I, I, would, yeah, I would prefer to use the word work a lot smarter with Hernandez. He's so good now. He was good then, too, though. Yeah. It was funny, uh, Sean and I, you know, I, I told the story on your radio show before, KZ. When I first met Sean, I was very intimidated because Sean had a reputation. If Sean didn't like you, you knew it. Uh, so here I am. I'm 100 pounds. I didn't come into business the same way everybody else did. So I have a reputation about me. Uh, some people stir up the reputation down here in Texas, and Sean knew who I was. I was very intimidated to meet him, and I was just wanting to be accepted by him because he was – him and Rodney Mack were the measuring sticks in this state. 
before Roddy went to WWE, they were the two measuring sticks down here. Necro, Necro was still rising. They were the measuring sticks. If you hit it off with them, they were the top. Those were the two guys that were going to go somewhere. So, um, <clears throat> you know, Rodney and I have been friends for years. We got along great. But I was really, really hesitant to meet Sean. And Sean treated me like, you know, he treated Necro. He treated Bob Murphy. He treated one of his boys. He embraced me, treated me, you know, great. You know, and then a few years ago, I saw him at PCW. I went up to PCW and I wrestled. And I wrestled Texas Red. Now, Texas Red is 6'6", 300 pounds. So, me and Red are going to do a hardcore match. So, hey, babe, out the window, Texas Red, I told him, listen here, pal, I'm going to keep punching you and beating the shit out of you until you cut me off and want to do something. I'm not going to go over a whole bunch of spots with you because you won't remember them. And he's 300 pounds. What am I going to do? So, so, on the floor... I am forearming the shit out of him, and he's not doing anything. And I'm screaming at him to cut me off. So we do the match. I put him over, come to the back, hot stuff, not even working that night, comes back there, and he shakes my hand. He goes, I like those forearms, man. Those were great. And Texas Red says, told you like it? He said, dude, he beat the shit out of you. <laughs> oh, um, dude, he's the size of your dick, maybe. He beat the shit out of you. David, I have a problem with you. Before you okay. just said this story, you said my radio show. Fuck you, it's our radio show. Remember, you are still a co-host, motherfucker. You are okay. still part um, of the radio family. Did we lose Alex? No, I'm still here. I'm just okay. listening, man. No, it, I'm just listening. Okay. If, I thought he was losing Alex, fuck, man. I, called, I gave him, man, I gave you, I gave you the opening. And I was like, where is he? You're like Texas Red. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I thought you were forearming me, brother. They were looking good. What can I say? <laughs> but he came back there and he just said, you beat the shit out of it. And he just marked out. He's marking out for me more than anything. He said, dude, you beat the shit out of that guy. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to ask you this, the, the standard question. I'm booking a show out here in San Francisco. It's a sold show, so you will guarantee to be paid. So you had the opportunity for me to fly in any independent worker in the world for you to work with. Who would it be? Oh, Sweet and Sour Larry Sweeney. You asked yeah, the question to me. Right? For you. <laughs> this is for Dave. Mr. Fuller, the question's for you, not Mr. <laughs> Bighead Sam. Now, this is a this is a not a TNA guy. This is just an independent. Right. Right. Okay. Um. Oh, also, you couldn't have worked with me before. Oh shit! <laughs> Damn. I was gonna say Lenny Lane, um, only because I love working with that guy. Um. I'm going to say, and I don't know if he's even contracted anymore, and don't ask me why. The only reason I say this is because so many people have asked me they would love to see this match. I would like to wrestle Spike Dudley. You know what? That's not a bad idea. That's not a bad idea, and I think it probably would be a pretty good match. Because down here, I have been compared, I have been told I'm the Spike Dudley of Texas. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, you know, and I approached him once about working the show, 
and we almost had it locked, but he, we just couldn't match a date. So, but I think Mike Nudley, I would love to do it. Uh, we're he's a little bit bigger than I am. He's he's had a good run. He's very smart to the business. And very well uh, trained. He very well trained, trained properly. And I was boy modest out here, so. Right, I would. Uh, he was trained right. I think we could have a good match with some crazy spots. We can mix a little hardcore in with a little strong style, with a little mat wrestling, and I think we can tell a great story. So, Mike Dudley, you get that book, All right. I'll fly myself in. <laughs> well, there you go. All right, you know what? I'm going to pass that question to you, to you, Alex, other than Larry Sweeney. Other than Larry Sweeney, wow, you just put me on the spot. Um, yeah. If I had to face anyone other than Larry Sweeney in a non-TNA contract, I would enjoy going in there with Brian Danielson. Now, I know that's a that's very cliche and that's very easy to say, but it's just Danielson has his match, and then he can. I think he can fit anyone into that match, and then just what you would learn from working with Danielson would it'd be like a class in itself. And then I think even my uh, slow enough self, he could carry to something decent. I, w- I would love to work Danielson. All right. Oh. Or there's the rubber guard radio match, Vengeance David Fuller against Alex Saint. <laughs> KZ is your referee. As long as you don't chop me, man. I don't mind forearms. I just don't like being chopped. <laughs> well, I won't chop you as long as you don't bump me. <laughs> God. <laughs> I mean, I, I get people booked. I get my my guests booked, but I don't get my co-hosts booked against each other. Jeez. <laughs> for us. I mean, you know, to be honest, man, this has been a fucking wild ride on this show. Remember the show we did, Dave, with the earthquake? Yes. That was fucking insane, Alex. We're sitting there live on the air. My fucking apartment's shaking. Look at your scale. That was insane. His, his, his wife was saying, get the kids, Alex. And, and then when KZ called me and told me that, I asked him if he threw up the X sign. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take it home, brother. Let's take it home. <laughs> I swear, you can hear you can hear my old lady in the background yelling, get the kids, get the kids. <laughs> and I'm sitting gonna, there on the fucking phone. I, I don't care. This about this. I want to say this about this this radio show, and I told you, uh, KZ, I was going to touch on this, and and this is going to get me a lot of heat. But there's a little there's a little website down here, a little radio show down here called Indie Wars. The website and the radio show were put up to promote Texas wrestling. It is done everything but that. Now the show is ran by a guy named Stan Callahan. Love him to death. He's a lot of experience in the business. I love him. The website is ran. The message board. It's a totally different story, and they hate me on there, and they loathe me, and, um, you know, they probably have a list of reasons why, and all of them probably has each merit. I didn't come to the business the right way. I didn't come in the old school way, brother. I didn't, uh, I'm a hundred pounds, dude. Um, you know, but that's fine, you know, uh, I stopped going to the website four years ago, I don't even go to the website, I, I shit you not, I swear, and 
I got an email today from Joey Corman of the Overboys, and he emailed me and said, dude, they are still talking about you on Indie Wars. You're over, said, You bro. can take a shit. He said, you can take a shit, dude, and if you post it on Indie Wars, it'll have a seven-page thread. <laughs> he said, that's got to tell you something. You know what, Dave? And, you're over, bro. I, I, mean, I think you're over. And, and But that website does nothing to promote Texas wrestling. It, it's got a couple armchair quarterbacks who run the message board. And guess what? If you put something on there, if you put something on there, if they put something about you on there, and you try to go post, if they don't like it, they take it off. <laughs> Reminds me of SoCal Uncensored, Alex, huh? Oh, no, I'm not going to get heat with them. So SoCal Uncensored is a great, a great website, a great message board. You know what? I'll take the heat. I don't care. <laughs> I don't give a shit. I'll still take this my is a, This radio is an internet wrestling care. show. This is an internet wrestling show that's here to promote the indies and not talk about, oh, 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 well, this guy sucks, and this is the reason why. Fuck that. I figure there's enough guys on the air giving their opinions that, who, who wants to hear my opinion? Now, maybe KZ's opinion, but uh, not, not my opinion. <laughs> Alex, there's a reason you're on this. There's a reason you're a co-host on here. I'm a co-host on here. KZ wants our opinion. So, in your opinion, has just as much merit as anybody else's. Yeah, but, I mean, uh, I, I, I mean, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm just not too big. I mean, if something comes up, I'll say say my feelings on it. But, I mean, I'm not going to sit on the, the radio for an hour and say, you know, the Briscoes need to learn how to work, you know. But if it, if it comes up, I, I mean, I'll, I'll say my two cents and let it lay, you know. I mean, everybody, I mean, every – person that goes out there every every day and works hard in the ring, I got no problem with, you know? And then I have things I need to work on, and everyone has things they need to work on, and that, that's the bottom line, you know? Yeah, I see. I There's a difference between giving honest criticism and burying someone. And a lot of people don't know the difference. Right. <clears throat> you know, uh, like the stuff that Sean and I discussed last night about the Briscoes, some would take it as a burial, but we were giving constructive, honest criticism. Right. Well, my only my thing with with indie wars is is okay. Talk about me all you want, but I have paid my dues. I have been up and down the roads, and I have paid my debt to the wrestling business. I don't know the wrestling business. Uh, or excuse me, the wrestling business doesn't owe me anything, and I owe everything to the wrestling business. Now, I never once said I'm going to the WWE. That may be that's what separates me from everybody else. Is I don't want to go to the WWE. I never had aspirations to go to the WWE. All I wanted to do was just wrestle for a few years and get out. That's all I wanted to do. So, I did that. I'm perfectly content with what I've done. And I never went up to these guys, begged them for a booking. I didn't blow anybody to get booked anywhere. And I think that there's a lot of heat for me because of that, because I am so small that I was able to get myself booked because I learned how to market my character. And I got myself booked. So probably could have ridden Rodney's coattails, Gaz's coattails, Necro's. Probably could have ridden them if I tried, but never really did. So I think there's a lot of heat that goes along with that. And, you know, at the end of the day, who really gives a shit? 
But you know what? As long as people are talking about you, because uh, if people aren't talking about you, then then you know you're doing something wrong. But if people are just talking about you, then you're probably doing something right. That's how I take it. That's why I just don't get offended. I used to get so mad. I used to get so mad. And, and what I used to do is I used to go to the, the – I, I wouldn't respond on the message board. I would go to shows and cut a promo and talk shit about them in the ring. <laughs> you know, I don't get on message boards and do it. I call people out at shows. I was running a promotion. I told them both. I said, why don't you come up this Sunday and watch the show? Well, we show we'll beat the shit out of you. Great. We'll put it on DVD. Just come up to the show. <laughs> <laughs> I'll no one ever shit and sell it. No, no one ever took you up on the challenge to come beat you up at a show. No, no. <laughs> I had two reserve spots. The promoter of XCW, who's the main catalyst, and a buddy of his. I had two spots reserved that both their names on it. Nothing. <laughs> but I will not. I will not bash XCW. As much as their promoter hates me and bashes me on a daily basis, I may not like him. I will never bash the product. I am glad they're around. A lot of my friends work there, and I'm very happy they have a nationally distributed DVD deal now. And I hope, you know, in my eyes, a real professional, at the end of the day, a real professional, he may not like somebody, but he doesn't break away from the unprofessionalism, and he doesn't wish bad on another company. I hope they do very well. He hates me. He wishes I would go away. He probably wishes death upon me because he told me this. That's fine. I oh, hope wow. this company does very well. For whatever reason, me and him don't get along. We could probably do some very good business together if we if he could if we could stand to work. I could probably go up to XCW tomorrow. I had an idea. I had a storyline involving me being the new owner of XCW, and they do hardcore up there. Nothing but hardcore. They curse college students, drunks everything, alcohol. I was going to go up there and act like the new owner. And one night I was going to threaten to piss in the ring. The next week I was going to bring a stripper up there and start making love to her in the middle of the ring. And not no eggs lead up. No. We were going to get down, down. (laughs) What happened to you not being able to get a boner in the ring? (laughs) Well, it depends on who you put in there with me, man. (laughs) <laughs> no, but anyway, uh, I wanted KZ, Alex Saint, uh, myself, you know, everybody who's responsible for putting on this radio show should be commended. I think this is an awesome show. KZ, you know, you're the, you know, whether you say it's our radio show or not, you're the main reason this show happens. And thank you from a, from a guy like me, Alex, I know appreciates it. Thank you for putting together the show every week, rounding up people and just shooting the shit and trying to promote wrestlers, because I think that's a long time overdue. So I appreciate it, man. Thanks, Dave. I I really appreciate that. That that You know, I get a little warm, fuzzy feeling. You know, it's after every show, you know, it's like, you know, I just shot a load on Jenna Jameson's chin, brother. You know, that's what I'm feeling. <laughs> um, well, you're probably you know, doing more I mean, than Tito's doing to her right now. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I told you I was going to bring you controversy tonight. <laughs> David. <laughs> Horrible. <laughs> oh, wow. Alrighty, Alex. Any questions for Mr. Fuller? Um, you always do this to me, man. You always, I'm, I'm sitting here listening, and you always catch me off guard. 
I'm interested. I'm, I, I, you may have said it on a, a later, earlier show I didn't listen to, but you keep saying you didn't break in the business the traditional way. How did you break in the business? Well, uh, I met Johnny Valentine, and uh, he had broke his back in 1975, of course, and he was um, he was wheelchair bound. And um, it's funny, I got a Johnny story, really cool. But anyway, we met Johnny, and Johnny offered to train me. I told Johnny, I was a lot smaller then than I am now. My mom had died in 1997. Let's just be real straight with it. My mom had died when I was 15. I was an only child. After my mom died, I wanted to be a wrestler. And my dad and me were together, and he said, if you want to do it, I'm not going to stand in your way. So I met Johnny, and Johnny said, you can be a wrestler. And I said, Johnny, I'm too small. He goes, you can be a wrestler. At the same time Johnny was working with me, I started a backyard promotion called IHW, Insane Hardcore Wrestling. So uh, Johnny was working with me, and then we were doing IHW. And I made it, Johnny told me, we had just gotten a ring, and Johnny had told me, and we were starting to run pretty big shows with guys from the NWA coming along, Necro came along, Rodney Mack came along, and Johnny goes, you know, Dave, uh, I can't train you. I won't train you if you continue to do the hardcore stuff. you got to make a decision. And I stuck with IHW, so I never finished wrestling school. So I learned just do years and years of going up and down the roads. Um, so I didn't break in the right way. I didn't come in through the wrestling school. I came in really through IHW. And uh, when Johnny fell in October of 2000, excuse me, Yes, October of 2000, he fell, and he was hospitalized in a hospital called Life Care up here in Fort Worth. And I went and saw him, and I ain't seen him in about a year and a half. And I was scared because I was afraid he was going to curse me out. And he hugged me, and he told me he loved me. He died a few months later, and um, I thought, you know, I didn't know how he would react, you know, because I did make my decision to go to IHW respectfully. And uh, when he died, his wife asked myself and my father to speak at his funeral and eulogize him. So um, that was a pretty big honor, but at the same time, it was really hard. So we we did the best we could, um, you know... um, but Johnny was awesome. Uh, I, I made my choice to go with IHW, and I think I made the right one because IHW then started getting really popular around here, and we were on national television, and we just got a real big momentum. And then after IHW stopped running, I started getting booked a lot of other places based on the IHW. So I think I made the wise decision. I stand by it. Probably wasn't the best one, but it's funny. Uh, one day I came home from school. I was in high school. And uh, I saw Johnny. Johnny had an old beat-up car. Him and his wife did. And we lived on the second floor. So Johnny would climb up the fucking stairs. He had a broken back. So I remember coming into my apartment. And as soon as I walked in, Johnny says, Hey! Scared the shit out of me. He's on my coffee table with my dad. He's drinking a cup of coffee, eating my Starburst. (laughs) And he's just laughing his ass off. And he's telling stories about ribbon people and ribbon Kowalski. And he said, he says, hey, do you know where Ivan Putsky got his name? And I said, no. He says, he got it from me. I said, what do you mean? He goes, 
the fucking douchebags backstage one night. He says, I need a goddamn name. And and Johnny says, why not Putski? Johnny says, that's Polish for prick. And I said, no shit. And he loved it. So <laughs> that's what his name means, Ivan Prick. <laughs> What are your uh, some more controversy for you, buddy? <laughs> what are your feelings on backyard wrestling? Uh, have they changed over the years, or um, now the kind of backyard wrestling we were doing was a lot different from the kind of the, the backyard wrestling that the great videos and the video game got. Uh, we really tried to stick to wrestling and storylines. When I was I was executive producer, head writer, so when I wrote these storylines, I really tried to write compelling storylines to get our characters over. We never really did anything over the top until Necro came in. And once he came in, we had a ring. For the longest time, we didn't, and we get this shit on the graph. But we never really did anything really crazy, even though we were called Insane Hardcore Wrestling. Once Necro came along, that name started to get its real recognition. But um, I... you got to learn how to work at the end of the day, no matter who it's from, no matter how you learn, you have got to learn how to work or you're going to hurt yourself very badly. So um, anybody, I, I'm not against backyard wrestling. I broke in. I would be a hypocrite if I went up against it. But I really tried to learn how to work and become a real wrestler and psychology. And, uh, you know, I never did anything really crazy either. How I got over was I worked on my promos. And I used to stand in front of the mirror every night and work on my promo. And that's how I got over with my promos as a heel. I didn't get over by jumping off a fucking balcony through a plate of fluorescent light bulbs. You know, I didn't do it. So uh, I applaud it. If that's what you want to do, that's fine. If it keeps you out of trouble, if it keeps you away from gangs, if it keeps kids out of gangs and drugs and violence, I applaud it because that's what it did for us, me and my two friends. It kept us away from all that. But if you hurt yourself doing it and you don't learn how to work and you have it, you never have any aspirations of being an actual independent wrestler, I think you're wasting your time and I think you're going to raise a very high, high hospital bill. Alrighty, Before we move on, um, I'd like to plug a, a wrestling show. <clears throat> It's uh, tomorrow, December 21st, for the Empire Wrestling Federation. It's uh, at the Knights of Columbus, 4315 North Vincent Avenue in Covina, California. Um, this promotion's owned and ran by uh, guests of the show, <clears throat> Jesse Hernandez, and the name of the show is The Fight Before Christmas. Um, $11 tickets for adults, $5 for children. If you bring a new unwrapped toy valued at $5 or more for a child, Aged 5 to 17, you will get him free. So go on out. This is a support, you know, the, the local community of Covina, those that are in Southern California. Go out, check out Jesse's product. Um, he's got a whole, bunch of, a whole bunch of people here. He's got Bino Gambino, uh, Human Tornado, Scorpio Sky, Marcus Riot, Hook Bomberry, TJ Perkins, Rocky Romero. There's all kinds of people on this stacked show. So uh, come on out tomorrow. Uh, if you're anywhere in the SoCal area, check out this show. Um, for any info, you can go to www.EmpireWrestlingFederation.com. Okay, enough of the plug-in. Uh, 
Was this the same backyard promotion that uh, Rodney Mack and Jazz used to work for? Yes, sir. Okay, okay. As I've heard Nexo reference uh, backyard promotion before, and I didn't know if that was the one. Okay. Yep. Ran by yours truly. What a way to break into the business. <laughs> now, that, that was after Necro had been trained by Black Bart. He started working for you, though, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. He, had, okay. he had wrestled. He had wrestled at his real name. He had wrestled as Dylan Summers for and uh, for a few months, and he just he did the same old stick, and it wasn't working. So he started as a Necro Butcher down in East Texas, and he had he did one or two shows as a Necro Butcher, but no one would let him do his thing. Everyone was no, no one would tell him to go out and just do whatever you wanted. And when he came to work for me, I let him do that. And you know, you've heard it mentioned before. When you let somebody, when you don't hold somebody back and you let them off the chain, you get the best you can. And I let him go and do his thing. And there was a lot of lot of worries, a lot of worries, you know. But I let him go out there and do his thing. Never held him back. And in return, he gave me just the best match possible every night. Never bitch, never complain, never said, I'm not doing that, I'm not putting him over. So, you know, I just let him go out there and be himself. And, you know, in return, I got the Necro Butcher. It's it's, it's awesome seeing the evolution of the, the Necro Butcher from when I first saw him in IWA Mid-South around 2002 or three to seeing him now. It's just it's real awesome. Just hope he keeps up the way he can do it much longer. Yeah, that's true. He's I've been telling him that for him for I've been telling him that for years, but you know he um, he knows what he's doing. I hope. I saw him in San Francisco and his elbow was huge. And I asked him, I was like, "Hey, what, what's wrong with your elbow?" And he said, "Oh, I got a staph infection in it." He's like, "I'm not too worried. Last time I got a staph, my whole body turned blue. So I know if my whole body turns blue, I need to go to the hospital." I was like, "Oh, Jesus." <laughs> Yeah, he's hardcore. He's a, he's, he's, a, he's a constant worry of mine. Every time I hear, I get a phone call from that neck of the woods, I'm always afraid it's the one phone call. And then, of course, I pick up the phone, he's like, what are you doing, motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> Did, uh, have you and Necro busted any uh, strip clubs when you were with them? <laughs> no, I no, I always, uh, man, I was always trying to get back home because when I was really hanging and banging with him, I was still in high school. And so when we do the shows, man, I would have to hightail it back to Fort Worth. We'd be in Louisiana or in West Texas, East Texas, South Texas, and I would have to bust my ass to get back to make it to school. Uh, I've told this story on the radio before. We did a show called MSPW down in Houston back in 99, and it was New Jack, Ray Mysterio Sr., Reckless You, Don Montoya, uh, Mike Quackenbush, the Overboys, Madman Pondo, so Venom Black, Hysteria, so they were all there. I wrestled jazz, so it was pretty awesome. But I heard a story. Uh, Pondo told me after the fact. Pondo told me after the show, we had to come back to Fort Worth. They stayed in Houston. So me and Jazz and a couple other people, we rolled back up here. So they went to a strip club in Houston. And New Jack, Damon Richards, Necro Butcher, and Man Man Pondo. Damon Richards was a guy that broke in with IHW. He went down there with him. So, anyway, they went to a strip club, and New Jack had ordered a meal and a salad. Well, Damon Richards just ordered a salad. So, naturally, Damon Richards' salad is bigger than New Jack's because New Jack's got a meal. Well, as soon as the waiter brings it out, New Jack starts yelling at the waiter, Why is a white man's salad bigger than mine? <laughs> <laughs> 
And Pondo told me at one point him and Necro both had to take New Jack out of that place. <laughs> so. Hey, you know what, Alex? Yep. When uh, or Alex, when I'm down when I'm down there in in March for your anniversary show, we're gonna have to pull that gimmick in a Demi Denny's and see what happens. <laughs> pull what? Pull that. Oh, the oh, the oh, the oh, the the. Man, <laughs> well, me, uh, I'm a bigger than mine. Me, Andy, and Trevor were uh, Andy and Trevor when I the first month I'd met them. Uh, oh, excuse me, David E. Jones and Ryan Stone. Um, okay, feed. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh, I'm gonna have heat for that one. Um, David E. Jones and Ryan Stowe, my trainers, when they first got booked in Arizona, it was a six hour drive and we stopped at IOP and then <laughs> it's you know, like you always hear about the wrestling stories and stuff like that. And then I always I always before before I started training in wrestling, I always thought they were kinda of overblown. Because I mean me and my friends we've gone places and done a lot of crazy things, but that was my first wrestling trip and then that IHOP I <laughs> I think they might always remember us from that IHOP. I don't want to go into it too much, but it was a good time. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I got a, I got a, I got a story, uh, and you know, I'm just telling it just to tell it. Um, right after uh, 9/11, and uh, we had a show booked in um, Leonard, Texas, and um, so uh, 9/11 happened. And uh, I called the guy up. We wrestled on that Saturday. And he had these big posters made. I said, dude, are you running the show? You know, because we didn't know what was going on. Nobody knew. So he was like, yeah, I got to run it, man. I got I got money. I got advertisers lined up. I got too much money to invest. I'll lose my ass. I said, are you sure? He goes, yeah, we're going to run it, man. I mean, you know, we got to do what we got to do. So we, uh, me and my buddies went down there. And uh, I didn't, I never wrestled here before. So, um uh, I was just trying to think. I was trying to think of something. I knew there was going to be a lot of kids there, so I really wanted to do something. I had the long hair. I had the, they, you know, advertising the Texas Bad Boys coming tonight, you know, and they were trying to make me seem like more than I was. And they were out there piping up the show, and they're like, "Well, we got a little guy back here named Vince David Fuller. He's the most violent little man you'll ever meet in your life. He's crazy." So they they hit my music and I said I was gonna be a babyface that night and I told the guy I said you know uh, I'm gonna do my best to you know get the kid's mind off this shit because they've been watching it all week on the news. So my music hits and I come out my God the pop was amazing. There's about hundred people there and they all went nuts. I had no idea what they were smoking. But anyway, <laughs> so they went nuts and so as soon as I knew that they were into this I said okay that's cool. I grabbed the microphone and I said you know what I said NBC ain't here. CNN isn't here, but you know what? Y'all are here. I'll tell you what, for the next two hours, y'all don't think about a damn thing but having a good time, and the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to slap this fat ass will be around like there's no tomorrow. And I was wrestling this, you know, fat kid. <laughs> I went there and slapped him around for about three minutes, and the referee said, go home. I said, <laughs> it's time to go, kid. He goes, wait a minute. I said, shut up. STL, one, two, three. <laughs> Went to the back, and, and speaking of Denny's, we were all coming back. From, we were we stopped in Dallas at Denny's, and this, this waitress was pregnant. And uh, so she came around, and I looked at her. I said, how you doing, honey? And she goes, I'm doing all right. I said, yeah. Look, you get a little bun in the oven there. And she goes, yeah. And I was fucking with her, and, and, and my buddies were like, what are you doing? I said, dude, she's pregnant. It's totally safe. 
Dude. Came back around. I said, hey, you know, I'm a professional wrestler. And she looked at me and she goes, get the fuck out of here. And my friends were like, no, he's he's serious. She's like, what do you? What do they call you? I said, Texas bad boy. <laughs> and she started laughing. And, and I forget what else happened that night. Nothing worth mentioning on the show. It's not like I got lucky or something. But uh, uh, that was... That was fun, and, and that's another one of those, you know, that's another one of those experiences, you know. Uh, and then a week after that, we did a show for American Red Cross, and we did a steel cage match and a war games match down here, and, uh, you know, we gave all of our money to Red Cross. And that's just one of the things that, you know, being a wrestler has brought me so much joy and has allowed me to do things that I normally would not have been able to do. And uh, what, that was one of those things was going out there, yeah, I'm not in the Army. Yeah, I'm not in the service. Okay, what can I do? Well, I can try to entertain people. The 100 people that showed up at that school that night paid their money in a very rural area. So they didn't have much money to spend. So every time we go to a, uh, well, every time we do a show around here, we go to community centers, and they're all in low-income areas. I look at the fact of this, and I try to tell everybody this. Everybody, most everybody in the business now has been in it for a couple of years. So I try to round everybody up and say, listen, guys, these people don't have 5 and $10 to spend on tickets, but it's the only entertainment they have. So I don't care if there's 10 people out there tonight. You need to go out there, and you need to bust your ass like you're a fucking WrestleMania. And, you know, some guys listen, some guys don't. That's the way I look at it. And uh, just being a wrestler for all these years, I've been the luckiest guy alive and I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world so it's just been an awesome ride awesome well that was a, that was an amazing story <laughs> I was about to segue and see if we could get a call for uh, anybody who has any prego rat stories but then he started going in with all the sentimental stuff <laughs> <laughs> So, if anyone uh, listening has a Franco rat story, you can go ahead and call in. And <laughs> I'm going to prove the fifth because my wife's in the room. <laughs> so, I, you know, us, us radio show hosts also get rats, but. <laughs> I imagine there's a, there's a, a rat scene for a uh, internet talk show host. Yes. Well, if it is, then we have to... Uh, Get Mike Coughlin laid. So, <laughs> wow, <laughs> wow. Yeah, that That's guy spends funny. too much time watching MMA. He needs to uh, go out and get some. <laughs> wow. Oh, I went to the uh, HD fight Saturday in Dallas. How was that? Fun. Couture was there, Shamrock was there, Andre Flarsky, uh Dan Henderson, they were all there. It was amazing. Did uh, they go out of their way to bury the UFC? No, not really. Uh, I think they were doing a promo with Couture, and I think they opened, they gave him an open-ended question where he could have buried UFC, but he didn't. Uh, the event was uh, Ted Kennedy. And who? No, it wasn't him. I remember Mayhem Miller, Jason Mayhem Miller. He wrestled Tim Kennedy, or he fought Tim Kennedy in the main event. And, uh, Kennedy. Yeah, Kennedy. That's, that's, that's what I did when he came out. They said, Tim Kennedy, and I went, Kennedy. And everyone like, kind of looked at me like I was on crack. 
So, probably. Uh, but no, it was cool. Uh, I think the coolest part about it was is the fights were pretty good. But uh, we got to see Michael Buffer, which I always mark out for. I don't know why. But, uh, <laughs> and uh, everybody got a free DVD of Rob Zombie's Halloween two days before it was released. So that was kind oh, of Oh, wow. I wonder how long it's going to take for the MMA community to get as smart as the wrestling fans. Not as saying, if, I, want, I want to see the day where I go to an MMA show and then you can hear someone go for an arm bar and then someone reverses it and they start a you fucked up chant. Yeah, the, 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 I, I, UFC has the opportunity to do it, but UFC, I, I think Dana is just, he sticks to his area, and I would love to see UFC, UFC come down here to Dallas. I mean, nothing against HD fights and Mark Cuban. I think it's great what he's doing. It's not UFC. UFC is the major league. So they were in Houston, though. It would so. be nice if UFC would go all around. I mean, they go to England. They're going to Canada in April, Montreal. I would love to see them venture out of Las Vegas. And, well, they were in uh, Houston. Houston. There's Dallas. There's San Antonio. Right. Is Texas on a commission yet? Do they have a, a mix? They, is it is a, no, they have a commission set up yet? We have a commission no. for, you know, boxing and fighting. You know, none for wrestling. Oh, okay. So, so mixed martial arts can run there. They, yeah. uh, and there's testing and stuff? Yes. Oh, okay. No. So I would love to see you no, in Dallas. Dave, Dave huh? no. They were not tested in Houston. They were not? They were not tested in Houston. Then I stand corrected. There is. Well, those are your shows that uh, you book a Nick Diaz on and you let him work the non commissions. <laughs> yeah, no shit, huh? <laughs> but I'm not real. Show I won't lie. I, I'm going to hold up a sign that says Nick Diaz 420. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm still say, learning. Hey, puff, puff, give. I'm still learning <sighs> the MMA scene. I'm still learning. So I don't know that mm-hmm. much about it. I won't lie and, and say I know all there is to know about it. I'm still getting back into it after years and years of not watching it. But I did enjoy the uh, fight on Saturday. And uh, so I'll just say that. We had pretty good seats. That's the free parking was free, which is American Airlines Center. That's about thirty dollars saved. Um, so it was it was fun. I I, I enjoyed it. How uh, I, need the, I need the office, Alex. I need the Bernie okay. Meltzer right now. Okay. That motherfucker. He never posts our shows on his updates, and he didn't post Dave's report from H the HCNet fights. That's true. He posted someone else's. Uh-oh. I'm going to have to give Dave a call myself. Live on the air. We'll have to do that live on the air one night. I'm I'm down. I mean, that's <laughs> fucked up. Okay, I can understand all 20 other shows, no problem, don't post those, but be, the Baby Doll one was a newsworthy show. Exactly. And it pissed me the fuck off. Yeah. I mean, I, she I, responded. Right. And I, oh. Oh boy, I'm heated. I'm my first year in the business, and uh, I'm, I may get a five star match from Mr. Meltzer. So, uh, Alex Saint or whatever gimmicks I use in the future, we have we have no heat. <laughs> Stick your hey, you can't blame Alex for away, Alex. Yeah. What the fuck? Hey, you never know. I could be 40 years old, and I could be up for the, the Observer Hall of Fame, and 
Mr. Meltzer's vote might be the last vote. You never know. You know what? Check this out, though. Dave Meltzer rides Ed and San Antonio's coattails. I will say this one time. I called into Observer Live, and I said that if they marketed Gabriel Gonzaga, Gabriel, Gabriel Gonzaga right, I think he could draw you some money. I think, honestly, I think anybody, if marketed right, unless they're a total buffoon, I think they can draw you money. And then when the Gabriel-Randy Couture fight didn't draw him any money, he was like, see, I told you to all those callers who called in and said he would, I showed you. And I'm like, well, they didn't market it. I mean, how... They gave him that one special, that's it, there's the countdown, and that was it. Or did they do an all-access with him, too? I don't think they I did. I don't. No, they didn't do all-access with Gabriel. Yeah, there you go. No. There you go. Well, uh, so, uh, I'm sorry David, to, uh, what, what do you have coming up, uh, booking-wise? Well, uh, in New Generation Wrestling, NGW, a company I've been with since day one. I'm very proud of that. I'm a two-time heavyweight champion there. Yes, me, heavyweight champion, don't ask. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't write the shows, uh, even though you, I'm dude. accused of it. Um, they are running. They have just secured a permanent building after years and years of running spot shows, and they are working on it right now. The first show should debut in February. It will be every Saturday night here in Arlington, Texas, and um, it will be um, 2008 is the beginning of the end for me. I've said it, and um, I mean it. January of 2008 is the beginning of the end, and uh, I don't know when the end will be. It is the beginning, and I'm also doing a show in East Texas in February on a Sunday. Uh, my farewell in East Texas will be on February 23rd for Texas Elite Wrestling. So I'll be running for NGW every Saturday, and then I'll be doing a couple Sunday shows for TEW. So if I could promise you a match with an Internet moderator from your uh, – a message board moderator from your Internet site, you want to come out of retirement for that match? Oh, hands down, but you don't need a ring for it. <laughs> put it down the middle of well, the fucking street. You know about those Texans, right? They never really retire. Look at Terry Funk and Dusty Rhodes, baby. <laughs> you make a dream, never going to hang up the spurs because I'm the boo of the woods, baby. <laughs> wow. I know, I, I don't hold a candle to Semper Vivi, but, you know, I try. Texas don't die, they just get electrocuted. <laughs> yeah, that's fucked up. Wow. That's uh, We're still working on the, um, and we're and we're still in pre-production for the uh, documentary, The Rise and Fall of Insane Hardcore Wrestling. Um, that should be really cool with interviews from the guys who were there, footage of the old school days. Um, so we're working on that as well. That should be coming out in April, maybe May of 2008. And uh, I think I think that is all. Um, yeah, pretty much. Not much going on right now. Um, NGW is going to start in February. I'm really putting all my attention toward helping them. Um, you know, in all the production, they're kind of asking my opinion on a few things. So, uh, yeah. I would love to Calif- I would love to come to California and do a show. I would love it. Well, uh, the bookers for uh, New Way Pro Wrestling will be on hopefully in an hour, and then. Uh... <laughs> so I mean, hey, I'm, not, I'm not exactly uh, somebody you want to fly in and 
put a lot of attention on to draw money, but I'd like to do it. No, 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 no. You get out here, Dave, with me, and then you and I will drive down. So okay. If if you can get out here, I will drive down for the weekend with you. I heard they uh, I heard they rent that cow palace out to anybody. Now you might be able to do a show of the cow palace. <laughs> I'd probably outdraw Ring of Honor. <laughs> I'm not gonna punch Don Fry in the mouth though. Oh, I was there for the second one. Oh wow! Yes, I saw him hit the hit the doors of the Sheraton. Hey, I, I want to say this: the guy who was on Mike, the guy with the headlock comic gimmick, <laughs> that fool <laughs> said Sunny looked as good as she used to, and I didn't believe him until I saw her on Monday night, and I marked out. She looked good when I saw her in San Francisco. I'm telling you, most of the, all the all the female valets I saw in San Francisco. We're still amazingly attractive. That's the that's the one thing I give them. I saw her last Monday night. And I marked out. <laughs> Man, I was a fan of Lita and Trish Stratus too. I heard a lot of negative comments about them too, and <laughs> I guess people were getting spoiled. I don't know, but they were still looking very fine. Hey, but my my favorite all time female worker will forever and always be Jazz for more than one reason, but. The rest of them are damn cool to look at. <laughs> Tremendous. You still there? Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm here, brother. I had to be loyal, just... KZ. I had to be loyal to my girl. Ain't nothing wrong with that. It's all good. Plus, you may come shoot on me if I don't. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I got to get this one in real quick, real quick. All right, you got it. Um, uh, dude, uh, Lenny Lane, that fool is such a trip. Uh, we're walking around the mall. I went and picked him up for a show he did for me, and uh, I had to drive him around all day because he was meeting up with his woman, his wife now. He met down here. He's meeting up with her later. So the gimmick was he flew in. I picked him up from the airport and drove him around all day. So we got to talk, and he got to tell me a lot of cool stories. Lenny Lane is awesome. Uh, I don't, have you, any one of you ever met him? No, I've never met no. Lenny Lane. Casey? No. Okay. No. Uh, he's awesome. So, anyway, um, great guy to work with, and he's got a lot of stories. So, anyway, so we go in, we go meet a buddy of mine at a, at a GameStop, and he goes to tan. He said, I got a tan. I'm like, you've got to be shitting me. So, anyway, so he had to go tan. Like, he made, like, he had to still make it look any better than the guys on my show. They all look like me. Like, he didn't stand out enough. So, anyway, uh, he has this red. WWE Raw shirt on. So I kind of looked at him. He's got his hair pulled back. So he said, let's go to the mall. I said, all right, let's go to the mall. I guess I went and look at women, which I'm totally down with. So went to the mall, and uh, my brother-in-law calls me. He goes, dude. I said, what's up? He goes, is Chris Jericho a Hula Mall? <laughs> and I said, no. He goes, are you there with Lenny Lane? I said, yeah. He goes, oh, I just got a phone call. Somebody called me and said, dude, Chris Jericho's a Hula Mall. <laughs> Poor Lenny Lane. I told him, I looked at Lenny. I said, hey. He said, what's up? I said, are you Chris Jericho? He goes, fuck you. <laughs> I got back on the phone. I said, it's not him. <laughs> so... Yeah, oh, man. Monday. What happened to Lenny Lane? He um. Oh boy. He he um. He's got a new business, uh, wrestling parties. 
And um, hopefully soon he'll be coming on Rubber Guard Radio to have an interview and talk about his new business. I'm working on that right now. I'd love to hear that. Lenny was awesome. And then unfortunately he got that, uh, the couple of bad breaks in WCW or whatever. But, I mean, he was really, really good. Um, All right. He's a great guy to work with. Uh, I worked with him down here. He worked for me with NAWA. He was our champion down here. Um, he was just awesome to work with. The only thing he did for me is the first time he was here, he worked me in a Battle Royal and a Royal Rumble-type match, Texas Rumbles, we called it, and he whipped me off so fucking hard that I didn't have time to turn around, and I bruised my rib in the turnbuckle. He shot on the book of the first night in. <laughs> and I guess he thought I wasn't going to have him back. And he called me the next day, and I said, yeah, I'm flying you back in next month. <laughs> then I made him the champion. <laughs> So, Jeez. I, I guess it's All okay right, to see um, the sometimes. We're going to wrap it up with you, Dave. Um, I'm going to give you the office to get in any plugs that you need to get get in and plug your gimmicks and whatnot. So, you have the office, brother. Thank you. Um, right now, the uh, i still got the Binger's Never Fuller t-shirts on sale, the commemorative 10-year t-shirts, uh, the commemorative 10-year DVDs, the feature matches from my career, uh, a promo from the legendary Will Rogers Memorial Coliseum that I did um, last month. Um, it's about 10 minutes. Uh, the DVD is about two hours. It's really cool. It comes with artwork and case and everything. Uh, they are both available on my Ninja Saber Fuller MySpace, which is www.myspace.com slash vengeance David Fuller um, and uh, www.ngwx.com is a website of New Generation Wrestling where I will be wrestling every Saturday night come January, uh, close to February of 2008. And my email address for anything, uh, for old IHW footage, I have everything on DVD now, from the Necro Butcher days to Lenny Lane Overboy stuff, uh, NAWA, is DF at yahoo.com. And I'll be able to hook you up. Alrighty, Dave. Um, thanks for coming on as a guest, as opposed to a, a co-host. It was it was definitely a pleasure, and uh, we will be talking to you uh, on the air, uh, maybe next week, if not, definitely the week after. Um, it is busy since it is the holiday season. So if I don't speak to you on the air, uh, you and yours have a very safe, merry Christmas, and um, Alex. All right, let me uh, thank you, David Ford, for being a guest, and uh, I'll be right back. All righty. Uh, all your listeners, y'all have a happy holiday. KZ, Alex, y'all have a very safe Merry Christmas as well, you and your families. Thank you again for having me. Thank you very much. Bye, brother. Bye-bye. Call back in, Al. <clears throat> all righty, that was uh, Texas worker, Texas bad boy, David Fuller. And caller from the 619, whom am I speaking with? Caller from the 619? Okay. All righty. Alex, what's up? Running every Saturday, I swear. These two past guests we've had, uh, Steve from the Heartbreakers uh, and Sean, excuse me, Sean from the Heartbreakers and uh, David Fuller, one Sean talking about the crowds in Georgia, and then... uh, just talking about how they're, they're going to start running every Saturday. These places sound like heaven to me. That's what I'm saying. Uh, we have a caller from the 619. Yeah, how you guys doing? This is uh, Texas Rick Ellis. What's going on, Rick? 
How you doing, brother? I'm doing pretty well. How you doing, brother? Not bad, not bad. We're uh, doing a little uh, New Wave Pro Wrestling get-together here. We're going to plug yeah, in for, uh, what's it called, Alex? New Year's... New Year's Vendetta. New Year's Vendetta. That's right. Cool. So uh, you're teaming with Ariel Star, is it? Yeah, that piece of shit. I don't know why they had me tagging with them. I really don't understand this. It's... Wow. It maybe maybe if you two can play nice, you might actually win some gold. Well, I plan on winning gold, but I don't plan on playing nice. <laughs> the thing that makes Ariel Storm impress with Rick Ellis uh, vary because uh, the, tag, the the master referencing is New Way Pro Wrestling on January 12th is going to crown its first tag team champions. Um, and basically we have a four-way tag team match for the tag team titles. Now, we have Anchors Away, which is, is the favorites, um, I would say, because they're the most established team. They've worked everywhere. Uh, Saturday night they're working for uh, EWF. And... Um, they're, they're the biggest tag team in the in the bunch. Then you have uh, Dos Vatos Guapos, which is uh, two big Mexican guys. I mean, uh, Precious Rick Ellis, there are about six of them, and it's two of the guys. And uh, at the last show, uh, Anchors Away, uh, David E. Jones and Ryan Stone took out S.D. Sanchez and uh, put him out of that match, and uh, there was a retribution on Anchors Away. And then you got the next tag team, you got Sir Stop who had an impressive debut at uh, the debut at uh, the return show. And uh, they're looking to get get some revenge on Anchors Away. And then you have Precious Rick Ellis and Ariel Starr, who uh, had what many people were calling a match of the night at uh, the return show. And I understand they're, uh, they don't get along as well, but they're two amazing talents that if they can put their heads together, or maybe if they don't even have to put their heads together, they can uh, very easily walk out with the straps that night. Alex, Alex, that most people consider the match of the night. Most people. Uh, I, I say most people because I mean uh, I was on the card and uh, the DVD. Yet. You were on the card, yeah. I saw that top chinlock today. I was reviewing that match. Not very stellar, brother. <laughs> well, we'll see on uh, January twelfth who ends up pulling out the match tonight. Oh yeah, it's going to be me once again taking it away, and you're, you're not even going to need to bother Ariel Star. I don't need him to win these damn tag titles. I'm going to give, Rick, I'm going to give you a chance right now to cut a promo to sell this show. Anybody out there listening in the in the San Diego area, sell the show, brother. Draw, draw some money. You have the office. Draw some money. I draw some money just walking in the arena. That's fine. Precious Rick Ellis, 5'6", 156 pounds of rip cut muscle. You know, Ariel Star, he, he can tag with me. I, I don't appreciate his greatness, but you know, it's difficult to be a humble when you're as great as I am. That's all you really got to say. At least you're honest. I am honest. At least you're honest. That's, that's one good thing that we get that we get out of uh, Rick Ellis. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, not such a, I'm not such a bad guy. I don't understand all the flack that I get, you know. Well, it doesn't make sense I blame, to me. I blame Alex Saint, but... I blame Alex for everything, so. I blame Alex for everything, too. <laughs> I blame him for pro-wrestling going down the shirt. But you know what? I'm really in the back, ladies and gentlemen. That's on record. And uh, just for the record, I want to throw this out there. 2008 Rookie of the Year Southern California is coming to fresh as Rick Ellis. No doubt about it. You have some stiff competition there with uh, Alex Sane anywhere in the running. Um, I, I got stiff competition. The only stiff competition I got is my dick right now. 
All righty, Rick, thanks for calling in. I have a couple other people on, on hold that want to chime in. So, uh, All right, man, I appreciate it. See you on the 12th, brother. Have a happy holiday, brother. All righty, caller from the 619. Who am I speaking with? What's up, dude? This is Connor Chris from New Boy Pro Wrestling. What's going on? How you doing, brother? I'm doing all right. I just heard one of my opponents decide to give you a little sneak preview of what he thinks is going to happen in the match. But that dude, well, that dude's always got something going on with him. I came into the business with him, and he's changed. <laughs> so this is a member of uh How was the surf out there today in San Diego, brother? It's kind of choppy, but you got to do what you got to do. More than likely, though, it's more ring time than surf time. Because you don't get an opportunity to go after gold like this. Cool. Cool. So I'm going to, like I gave uh, Rick a chance, I want you to uh, sell the show. Those those fans that are listening out in the San Diego area, I want you to try and drive, drop some money and get those asses in the seats. So you have the office. I'm going to hand you the mic. Cut Thank you very much. Money promo. Thank you very much, dude. All right. On January 12th, we're going to have New Year's Vendetta. It's going to pit Anchors Away, which can't cut hair for shit just like they can't wrestle. We're going to have Dos Vatos Waffles, which are two very good big talents, but they don't match the speed of Kona Chris and Johnny Mahalo. And then we got Precious Rick Ellis and Ariel Starr, who are probably going to be too busy bickering with each other to even pay attention to us getting the one, two, three, not once, not twice, but three times to win the tag team straps. It's going to be one great match, and by the end of it, someone's leaving out as damaged as I was. Tremendous. Thank you for coming on, brother. I really appreciate it. And you have a safe, uh, happy holidays, and good luck in January. Thank you, dude. You too. All right, brother. Okay, I well go figure. I have another caller on the line from the six one nine. Who am I speaking with? Hello, caller from the six one nine. Hi, Welcome I'm Robert Hear me. This is uh, SoCal Crazy. Hey, Crazy, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. Just driving by Limburg Field, so I'm getting. I might be getting a little bit of static. No problem. No problem. Wanna, just want to give a little shout out there to my uh, boy Alex. How you doing there, Alex? Hey, what's going on? Ah, nothing much, bro. Nothing much. Getting ready for January. You know, I keep hearing all these uh, great talents calling in for January and January. And no doubt about it, January is going to be a great show. Uh, Unfortunately for the guys, anybody who missed the first uh, New Wave show, missed one hell of a show. I give uh, props, respect to both Ariel Starr and Precious Rick Ellis. Uh, Wonderful, wonderful guys. Uh, Wonderful, wonderful students. They uh, they blew they blew the house apart and then I, I praise them I praise them I can't wait to get in the ring with either one of them but first things first if you guys will allow me uh, oh. I gotta get something off my chest you mainly got it. the only reason why I want to call right now and take some of your time is like a little, little message for chaos chaos I really hope that you're hearing this loud and clear maybe one day you will hear this Bill Cal Crazy is ready for you I'm gonna prove to you chaos that I can't hang with the big boys. I, I give you that you were WWE 
and I give you all the respect in the world. You're a great competitor. You're an awesome, awesome, awesome opponent. But come January 12th, baby, I've been training my ass off, and you will see why SoCal Crazy got the moniker of the craziest man in San Diego, my man. I have to say, February, uh, January is a big month for SoCal Crazy because not only is he getting his uh, somewhat of a return match against Chaos, the, the valets will also be involved. But also in January, I know this is the New Way Spotlight show, but uh, you have an NWA title match, don't you, SoCal Crazy? Yes, yes. You know what? And uh, that's that's another thing that I that I you know have in the back of my head. Uh, you know, uh, also getting ready for that match, Adam Pierce. I haven't forgotten about you. You're you're holding something that is like the holy grail to all all wrestlers. You know, the NWA title has so many history, has so much history. So many great guys have held it. A lot of my idols have held it. And you know, just to be in that same ring with the belt. It, it's going to be an honor, and I'm going to give it 110%. I can't wait. Like, that match has really, really got me stoked. I, I, I really, really think that I have a good, good chance of taking that title away from Adam Pierce. So by the end of the year, SoCal Crazy can not only be uh, the, the New Way Pro Wrestling Heavyweight Champion, but he can also be the NWA World Heavyweight Champion. Well, you know, if uh, if I go to SoCal Crazy's way, then, then yes, hopefully, but... You know, first things first, I, as, as much as I love the opportunity to wrestle for the NWA title and uh, not taking away anything, anything away from Adam Pierce, uh, for some reason, I, I only got chaos in my head right now. You know, uh, I, I feel like, like he upshowed me one at the New Wave show, even though, you know, I, I give him that. Je- he had to do it with Jezebel, but I'm going to be ready for, the, for you, chaos I am. And Adam Pierce. You better get ready, too, because you're actually the very first one on my list. Well, don't look over Adam Pierce. He's, a, he's an amazing competitor, and uh, hopefully you uh, don't overlook him looking toward chaos, because that might cost you the match against Pierce. You know what? Yeah, you're absolutely right there, Alex. And uh, like I said, I'm not taking anything away from uh, Adam Pierce. He's an awesome competitor. I have a lot, a lot of respect for him. He went through a hell of a tournament to get that NWA title. And I'm not I'm not looking over him at all. It's just when 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 I see January, I, all I can see is chaos's face. But Adam, the rest is sure that you know uh, I will be ready for Adam Pierce. Uh, you know these two matches are uh, they're, they're two of the biggest matches that I, that I think I'm gonna have in the 2008. Uh, and I'm not taking any of those two guys lightly. Just like I don't book talent for a new wave, I don't book talent for this radio show either, but uh, I think it's planned that we're going to have a full hour in the future with SoCal Crazy, and then uh, I'd have to say I think that's going to be an awesome interview. You get a little bit of insight on him, uh, know about his career, and uh, I think you should be expecting that show in a a couple weeks. Am I right, Casey? You got it. You got it. We support not just the San Diego, not just the SoCal scene. We support all indies. So uh, we will... uh, Actually, I was thinking of uh, doing a double bill, Lucha Libre bill, with um, SoCal Crazy and Rocker, <clears throat> Rocker Di- Diablo. I'm not sure if you guys know of him. He's worked for the uh, Lucha Libre Califas promotion up here, and he works uh, a lot in Monterey, um, Tijuana. But, yeah, I wanted to plan a, a double shot, you know, some Lucha flavor. Um, not just, you know, American wrestling. I also, you know, 
follow the Lucha product as well. So we will definitely be in contact with you, uh, Crazy, to uh, to get you booked. Actually, you know what? I'm not going to do it. I'm going to leave it in my tag team partner's hands to take care of that booking. Um, Alex, you're going to have to carry some of the weight. <laughs> I'm tired of carrying you, brother. <laughs> well, you know, so, um, I, you know, I guess just to, to finish off with you guys real quick, because I might lose you. Just want to say, uh, you know, KC, you, uh, you're, you're doing a, an awesome, awesome job with this Overguard Radio. And, uh, you know, like, like you keep saying, you know, if everybody goes out there and supports your local indie fed, you'll never know who you'll see. You know, you, you could see the next great rock. For all you know, for all you know. So you know, just go out there, support your guys. Um, you know, if a lot of those guys are like the guys from New Wave, and a lot of the guys are like the guys from SoCal Pro, then they're, they're, you know, there's no way that you cannot have a good time at any of these indie shows. Exactly. Exactly. Alex, carry on. <clears throat> Alex, you have the office. Oh, okay, okay. Um, SoCal Crazy, did you need to leave? No, I'm just I'm getting into some static. I said I'm 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 driving being past Limburg Field, so I might lose you. If I do, please forgive me. It's not that I'm trying to be rude. <laughs> no, no problem. So, um, crazy. Uh, what bookings do you have coming up other than uh, the New Wave and SoCal? Well, I know uh, January 6th at uh, I believe it's Sweetwater High School. I'm not sure on on the location yet. There's going to be a benefit show, a Lucha Libre benefit show for the Sweetwater High School wrestling team. Uh, we're going to have a little Lucha Libre event there. Uh, I'm not I'm not sure who's scheduled to be there, but I've heard rumors and I've heard names that Pedro Aguayo, Hijo de Pedro Aguayo, is supposed to show up. Mil Masteres is supposed to show up. Again, I haven't. I'm, I'm not, nobody's ever confirmed that with me yet. But those are some of the names that have been been thrown out there, to my understanding. Maybe we can get Alex Sane on the show. Bring your gear, brother. <laughs> oh, definitely, yes, definitely, you know. Uh, definitely. I. Uh, he, he's more than welcome, you know. I have to say, uh, SoCal Trey the Crazy is one of uh, the trainers uh, at New Way for Wrestling School. He, he trains with us every Friday. And then uh, just learning, sitting under the learning tree with SoCal Crazy, uh, learning what all he has to teach. It's, uh, it's amazing, amazing stuff that uh, is very beneficial to uh, my wrestling career and stuff I know that I'll use for the rest of my life. So, SoCal, um, do you do you travel between uh, the U.S. and Mexico to work? Um, you know what? I haven't done that in about, a, uh, I want to say maybe like in about a month. But uh, usually I did. I, I would go down to Mexicali, down to TJ, uh, mm-hmm. you know, a little bit down south, like Ensenada area. Um, you know, it's... Uh, most of the guys that I used to run with down in, in the Mexico scene kind of died out. You know, they would do shows here and there, and for some reason they, they would stop. So it, it's, it's, pretty, um, it's pretty difficult to, to keep it uh, con- uh, constant. Um, so right now, what, what I, actually what I, what I was trying to do for like the last couple of months was just try, try to concentrate on the San Diego scene. You know, it's like I've told uh, the New Wave guys, you know, I my number one reason why I really got into this business is I see how L.A. has a scene and how, you know, back on uh, the East Coast, they have a really big scene. I want to make San Diego one of the big players in independent wrestling. Unfortunately, we've okay. had promotions here that, that, that have come and gone, and uh, hopefully with uh, SoCal Pro and New Wave, uh, we can start doing that. Well, that's that's my personal goal 
for for my show because up here in Northern California it's dead, dead as a doorknob. So I'm trying to you know help Alex and um, David E. Jones and uh, Anchors Away and all you know SoCal Pro New Wave, all you guys. You know I'm giving all my efforts that I can, other than financial. <laughs> to, um, get, to you know, to get you guys, you know, pushed and and heard, you know, and seen and whatnot, um, because you know, basically, I have nothing here. I mean, not even lucha promotions. You know, wow. you guys are lucky. You guys have lucha shows every weekend down there. We don't. Yeah, you know, we we've been uh, we've been really blessed. Uh, this 2007 San Diego has been really blessed with a lot of great uh, promotions that have popped up in this last year. And uh, like I said, uh, hopefully this keeps going. You know, if it keeps going, maybe you should uh, think about coming down here. I'm looking about coming down for the anniversary show for New Wave in March. So nice, it's nice. That would be awesome. <clears throat> yeah, I'm going to sleep on Alex's couch <laughs> <laughs> with my wife and son. <laughs> I think 2008 in San Diego is going to be something that uh, people want to check out. I think I think it's going to be a big I think it's going to be a big year for uh, the San Diego scene, and I can I can only see this thing growing. Um, we got two real good promotions down here. Uh, we got a lot of young guys who are hungry who want this, and uh, you know we might not be the next big uh, Rock or Steve Austin, but you know uh, if I could just make a mark, you know if I could just perform in front of a kid who 20 years later wants to become a professional wrestler, then he ends up being the next Roth. And, uh, you know, I did my thing, you know. Oh, definitely. You know, I mean, you know what? And that's pretty much all it takes. That's all it takes is just for some little kid to see any kind of worker wrestling uh, on a show. And, I mean, that's what hooked me, honestly. You know, I went to an indie show. I saw it. I was like, shit, why can't I do that? And, uh, uh, thank God, I'm lucky enough to be able to do that. Well, as far as when I, I want it to be where someone mentions San Diego and pro wrestling, it's not just, you know, Conan and Rey Mysterio Jr. and B-Boy. You know what I'm saying? I want them to, to mention Alex Saint. I want them to mention SoCal Crazy. I don't want them to mention Chaos. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, sorry. That was a pot shot. I, I like Joey. He's a good guy, you know. Off, off, off screen. He's a really good guy. But, um, Mr. Crazy, I really appreciate you coming on. It was definitely a pleasure. Actually, you know what? It was my pleasure to have you on. Uh, you know what? Hey, just... the pleasure's all on this side of the phone. Thank you again for having me, and thank you for all you've done for New Wave and SoCal Pro. And you know, with your support, like I said, hopefully the San Diego scene can start getting a little bigger, bigger, and bigger, and people can start noticing us. Yes, yes. As soon as. Uh... Those two companies begin to run monthly. I'd like to um, have at least one show, one show a month, to you know thoroughly you know run down the the, the lineups and and have guys on to you know cut promos for their matches and whatnot. Um, because I just don't want it to be a talk show. I, I would actually like to have you know a, a a New Wave Pro radio show or a SoCal Pro radio show type of thing so that to give you guys an outlet, you know, to, to let your creative juices flow and not just Alex's. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm rough on my co-host, but, you know, I love him anyway. Yeah, no, no, you know, 
You know what? Uh, Alex is a wonderful guy. He's 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 one of the guys that that's developing really really well in training, and uh, I see nothing but but good, very good success for Alex. Uh, again, you know, a little bit down the road, he is going to have to step into the ring with SoCal Crazy, but that'll be a little bit uh, a little bit long down the road. Just like I tell everyone else, SoCal Crazy, you'll find out why I am the master of the headlock. Oh, definitely, oh. definitely. That's something I really got to see <laughs> now. SoCal, you're going to be at training tomorrow, correct? Yes, I will be there. I want you to do me a special favor. Anything, I want anything. you to, I want you to give Alex Saint a Benoit style stiff chop in the corner for me, <laughs> and I would greatly appreciate that. Uh, you know what? I, it will be my honor, Alex. You better get that chest ready for me tomorrow, baby. <laughs> I'm coming down on the floor. I gotta let you go. Thank, thanks again for 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 having me on, and um, again, thank you for all the support you that uh, you guys have given us. You got it. Feliz Navidad. You and your family. You too. You too. Have a very safe New Year. Well, definitely. That's all. It's all about. That's what it's all about. All righty, brother. Take care now. Okay. You too. Thanks again. Have a good one. Yeah, SoCal Crazy. Um, Thank there, you, there's, Alex. There's nothing Thank but uh, positive things that we said about that man. Uh, he really, his heart, he wears his heart on his sleeve, and he loves professional wrestling. He loves this business, and uh, it's infectious. I mean, you can't be around the guy and not not get excited about the business and not love it, you know? And uh, mm. he's really been... Uh, a great trainer, and uh, I mean, I can't say enough good stuff about him. And I thank you for getting him to come on today, brother. I appreciate that. Oh, you're welcome. Well, we'll we'll do a full hour with him another time. Oh yeah. Well, like like I said, uh, Rocker Rocker Del Diablo. I'd like to because he he uh, stays in Mexico half the time, and he the other half the time he's up here in Redwood City, which is about half. Hour. Oh wow. So I uh, yeah he uh, he works the northern Mexico north. Western Mexico, right near the border. So I'd like mm-hmm. to, you know, do a do a double shot with those two, a uh, little lucha libre, f- you know, flavor there, spice things up a little bit. <clears throat> yeah, before our bilingual li- listeners, they might uh, they might start busting out into their their native tongue. <laughs> there you go, there you go. I know a lot of the time, Rocker, you know, he speaks, he he'll go back and forth between English and Spanish. And it's uh, it's quite funny to hear because he's. He's all, you know, this, that, that, and then in English, and then back to Spanish, and back and forth, back and forth. But what we're going to do is we're going to take a little break. i got to pay the bills. So I'm going to play a quick commercial, and we'll be right back. And now, a word from our sponsor. Be sure to check out IVP Videos, www.ivpvideos.com. $2.99 single disc, $5.99 double disc. For your Purasau. Lucha Libre, some MMA, a lot of classic stuff, obscure Japanese indies, a lot of indie sleaze. Once again, IVP Videos, www.ivpvideos.com. Alrighty, we are back from our little commercial break. I had to pay the bills. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know how it is, man. Sponsors and oh, sponsors. Yeah. So... Looking at this new wave show we got on uh, January 12th, um, I imagine we'll have another show hopefully uh, running down the entire show again, but uh, 
You've heard about two of the matches, the main event, a mixed tag team match, uh, the New Way Pro Wrestling Heavyweight Champion Chaos, uh, as he teams with his valet Jezebel against SoCal Crazy and Lady SoCal. I know it's not on the terms that SoCal Crazy would like. I know he'd probably like for the belt to be on the line, but uh, this will be a good match for him, a good match to get back in there with Chaos and prove that he can beat Chaos. And then uh, next you got the New Way Pro Wrestling Tag Team Championships, the crowning of the first champions. Surf's up, those Vatos Guapos, Anchors Away, and Precious Rick Ellis and the Aerial Star. And then we have the boss, Antonio DeMarco, against Matt Twisted. And uh, that's going to – last month they were both involved in the, the four-way hardcore match, the tables match. And this time it's going to be a straight wrestling match. And then uh, we're going to see what both of these athletes are capable of. And um, we got a Lucha Libre match on the card with Ruby Gardenia, who uh, you have to see live. Um, <laughs> you have to see in the locker room too because he's uh, really hilarious and uh, Marte and Marvel uh, Azul I'm not, I'm not good with these pronunciations I guess Galino as you were not Galino but it's going to be uh, going to be Machiavellico Conde Jr. and Chimera and then uh, you have me the one and only Alex Saint 2008 Rookie of the Year so Count Center I'm calling it now Hopefully I'll get nominated. Um, against Lokyota. <laughs> and then you have uh, Rotten Ronnie Thrash against Chris Ballantyne. And then you have the SoCal sensation Devin Sparks, who if you haven't voted on SoCal Censored for a 2007 Rookie of the Year, go on and slap on a vote for uh, SoCal sensation Devin Sparks. Then he'll be taking on the epic Tony Williams. And then we're also going to have a special, uh, special appearance by... Uh, a San Diego native by the name of Baby Slim, who uh, he just came back from a tour of Dragon Gate, and then uh, he's going to be coming to the New Way Pro Wrestling show on January 12th. Wow. Baby's a big dude, man. He is a very large fellow. He came to practice one day, and I got I got the chance to meet him one-on-one, and uh, he is a very large fellow. I wouldn't want to mess with that guy. Keep it gangster. Yeah. <clears throat> He keep a gangster. That's right. <laughs> Winnie, keep a gangster. Rubber guard radio shirts. <laughs> I imagine he'll make it. If he wouldn't make it, Chris Hero would make it. <laughs> yeah, no shit, huh? Chris Hero, the king of gimmick sales. Oh, he's a, he's a, we we call him hustling hero uh, at the pro wrestling gorilla shows because uh, he he gets his money. Got to get paid. Speaking of money, we will have uh, a lot of guys. We're starting to become entrepreneurs. We're starting to go the Chris Hero route. And uh, a lot of the guys, they'll have uh, new merchandise at the New Way Pro Wrestling Show. Um, I will have my Team Saint shirts because uh, I'm going to be coming out with Team Saint because, uh, let's face it, you know, President Rick Ellis has his opinion, but uh, I believe in my heart of hearts that I'm the the best upcoming wrestler New Wave has. I mean, let's just be honest. I go there. I bust my ass in training. I've learned what I what I I've learned, and I think I'm the best. So I've got together with mine and my mom's money, and I got myself a wrestling coach. And I got a, I got a lot of heat at that last show. I felt real afraid the fans were going to jump me. I was just out there doing my thing, but I got real scared. So I got two security guards, and then also I got my own ring announcer because that ring announcer Benjamin Thomas he doesn't do it justice when he announces my name. So. I needed somebody with some credentials to come out there and call my name, so uh, I found the best ring announcer in Los Angeles. 
And then uh, he, he's going to be doing my ring announcing. And uh, I got an awesome match tonight against Loketa. It's going to be my first singles match. I've worked two uh, six-man tags, and this will be my first singles match. And uh, Loketa, he's a he's an amazing athlete. Uh, I got I got no bad words for him, but uh, on January 12th, he, he's going to have a match with Alex Saint, and uh, I hope he's able to walk away from it. Tremendous! Wow! Now that's a promo. <laughs> if that doesn't put asses in seat. <laughs> I, I think you may have just drawn two fans, so you'll get paid for that night. <laughs> uh, okay, let's see. We have no callers, and we have about 27 minutes to go. Uh, any, any topic you want to discuss, Alex? Any topic that I want to... Again, you caught me off guard. I'm sitting here watching Saturday Night's main event, looking at the card for the New Wave show. Um, there's a SoCal Pro show coming. Uh, my trainer's anchors away. They're getting booked in a. They're wrestling for EWF on Saturday, and then uh, I'll be in attendance for that show. I don't. See, I don't see a lineup for the show on Saturday, but. Uh, are you okay? Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just uh, thinking about fifteen percent. I'm gonna get uh, you guys. Is this rolling Alexander on the line of? <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I'm fat, but I ain't that fat. Jeez, I'm not even close to that fat. And then uh, just see a lot of a lot of good things happening for a, a lot of people in San Diego. I mean, like uh, SoCal Crazy said, you know the the Los Angeles scene, for whatever reason, um, be it smart promoters or whatever, um, they've pretty much dominated the California wrestling scene. Um, a lot of you know, uh, I know San Francisco. I mean. They they had a after uh, the San Francisco territory died. Was there ever a scene out of San Francisco? Um, the AWA would come monthly, right after, and uh, Vince Kent would come in from time to time and do those marathon TV tapings. Um, there was nothing really big after, you know, a couple indies sprouted up in the nineties. Big Time Wrestling, Kirk White's company, and um, Roland Alexander, all pro wrestling. Uh, that's pretty much it. Um, in 93 and 94, AAA would run San Jose, and those cards were insane because you had the Gringos Locos on there, and I got to see Art Barr and, and Eddie Guerrero live. Oh, wow. AAA, and wow. Oh, man. Um, some of the footage was actually filmed by Bob Barnett, and you can get that at www.bobbarnett.com. I would check out his three-disc um, Los Gringos Locos set. Definitely worth picking up. Um, there's some San Jose matches on there that were just insane, and the heat was unbelievable. Those guys. But I mean, other than that, you know, it's you know we've had we've had you know WCW pay-per-views here. We've had WWE pay-per-views. We had the '98 Royal Rumble where I actually saw the bump that Shawn Michaels took to, that hurt his back. And they show the bump on the new Shawn Michaels video, DVD, where he hits the casket with his back. And that's the first time that they've sh actually shown a close-up of that. So, but, you know, I mean, there's really not been much up here. It's just, just can't draw. I mean, look look at that thing at the Cow Palace. They couldn't draw flies. Well, I'd say they could have drawn if they would have promoted the show properly. I mean, 
only reason I knew about the show is because my friends had told me about it. And then uh, and I attended it. I was there for all three days. And then uh, I, I was honestly surprised at the lack of turnout. I mean, I don't think it has to do so much with the scene as it, the promotion of it. Okay, we have a caller on the line here. Patch him in. Caller, who am I speaking with? This is Locuda. Como está? How's it going? Welcome to Rubber Guard Radio. How's it going? Uh, I just thought I'd call in and say what's up. Heard Alex uh, talking his shit over there. <laughs> hey, you got the floor, Locuda. Uh, apparently he's got some big move that he's been working on. Says he's going to make me tap out on January 12th. Let me tell you something, Alex. You got to be able to feel pain in order to tap out. Ooh, Ooh. zing! Oh. I've been doing a lot of extra bicep curls. I've been doing a lot of extra tricep curls. Um, I also have a personal trainer who won't be walking to me with the ring, but uh, Mama Saint bought me a personal trainer. And then uh, I told the personal trainer on day one, I was like, "Look, uh, my move is the headlock, and then uh, I want to make the headlock the most devastating move in my arsenal." And so my personal trainer told me what I had to do. He said, don't worry about the run and don't worry about the crunches. Just worry about your arms. And so I've been working really hard. My grip strength has improved. Uh, my bicep curls have doubled. My tricep ha- have tripled. Um, on January 12th, just like I said, uh, you will know why I'm the master of the headlock. And uh, I'm pretty confident that I can make you tap to that. Yeah, well, we will see about that, won't we? And then uh, your, your valet, Nurse Nancy, um, she's been calling my house, I'll be honest, um, calling me uh, calling me all hours of the night. Um, I, I'm, I'm a very busy man. Um, I'm, I'm very high demand. Um, after the last New Wave show, when I impressed everybody, I'm, I'm on the radio doing radio interviews. I'm out making public appearances in San Diego, Los Angeles, uh, Las Vegas. Um, I'm doing big things. And, and tell Nancy I'll get back to her. Um, I'm really busy right now. Uh, let me make one thing perfectly clear. If you so much as lay a finger on Nurse Nancy, I will rip your goddamn head off. How about that? Hmm. All right. What do you have to say about that, Alex? Well, he doesn't have anything to say. He's scared. That's why he's got his bodyguards in there with him. <laughs> well, well, we'll see after we'll see after January 12th if you're able to defend yourself. And then uh, I honestly don't think it's going to take much of an effort to get uh, Nancy to come over to the good side, the side of Alex Saint. And uh, we'll have a Team Saint T-shirt waiting for uh, Team Saint. We're looking for valets. Uh, we've I've got a lot of applications right here in my inbox at a uh, headquarters Team Saint, and uh, I'm reviewing them. Honestly, the the females aren't looking aren't looking that good. Um, Nancy's looking pretty good. Um, I saw her. At, I was uh, I was on Lucas' team at uh, my last match at uh, LLI, and uh, I, w- I was checking her out there in the corner. And uh, you know, she she might be coming to Team Saint. I saw her winking at me. Um, I didn't do the headlock because you know, honestly, she might have just freaked out and ran in the ring and uh, started kissing me or something. I don't know, but uh, we'll see on January twelfth. Uh, I'm, I might walk out with a win in with you, girl. Look at her. What are you gonna do then? Well, we'll just have to wait and see, won't we? Pal. Oh, uh, by the way, wow. Casey, I got a T-shirt for you. If you want to go ahead You're and send me your uh, information, I'll see if I can send one up to you. Thank you, sir. And by the way, I'm putting my money on Locura. So that's because 
He takes care of me, unlike my co-host. <laughs> it's well, you know what? You, you know what? I'm looking right now at uh, KZ's application for Team Saint, and uh, come March at the anniversary show, we might see a, a one-time uh, honorary member of Team Saint. It might be uh, KZ. <laughs> oh, here I got a Nurse Nancy. She wants to say something to Alex. Oh, here she is. Hey, Nancy. Hi, Alex. See, you, you heard that, right, Casey? It's yeah. Nancy. I heard what you were saying, talking your shit, just like look what I said. You know, Alex, don't make me play those recordings that you sent to my clinic. I heard all of your messages, and that is the only reason why I called you back. You saying that you had a 911 emergency? Oh, police. I am not falling for your tricks anymore. What do you have Nancy. to say to that, Alex? Don't make me play those recordings. Nancy, I know, I know we're on the radio, and uh, you, you're there with Lokita, and uh, I, I understand, Nancy, it, the, t- the time will come where, uh, I, I mean, I've seen, I've seen you checking me out. I, Look at you fumbling. You are just so embarrassed. I'm not going to fall for your tricks anymore. I'll see you January 12th, Nurse Nancy. I will see you January 12th, Alex Saint. Wow. And you, you heard her on the radio. I mean, can, can, can you say, can you, can you blame her? I mean, I, I'm Alex Say, the, the, the hottest rising star in not only San Diego, but in the, the professional wrestling scene. And uh, can you blame her? I mean. Wow. Actually, I can blame her. Um, I think that, Alex, your head's getting a little big for this radio show. <laughs> I really think so. I think we may have to replace you with uh, Nurse Nancy. <laughs> now, wouldn't the ratings go down if you did that, KZ? Oh, no, no, no. No, no. Now, that was fun. She was cool. <laughs> now, now let's be honest. What do you think of Lakura in the ring? Lakura in the ring? I mean, it's it's undeniable. I mean, he... He's, a, he's an amazing talent. Um, he's not made his, de- his debut in New Way Pro Wrestling will be January 12th. Uh, he worked the LLI. He's worked two LLI shows uh, as Locuta. Um, he teamed his, uh, for his debut. He uh, teamed with Rocky Romero. I mean, uh, he's got a lot of talent. He's 23 years old, and, I mean, that's the same age as me, and uh, we're, li- we're the young guns that uh, New Way Pro Wrestling is offering. And then uh, – I'm very confident that the fans are going to be very satisfied and even more satisfied with the outcome when Alex Sand goes over. So that's not to slight Lokita. He's, he's an amazing athlete. He could be, one day be the New Wave heavyweight champion when, when I move on and I'm out of New Wave. But the future is endless for him. Hmm. I have to agree. So – what, what, what's this, these rumblings that I've heard about this 99-cent guy down there in uh, San Diego? What's up with that clown? Oh, 99-cents. Um, he works for SoCal Pro Wrestling. Um, he's, he's uh, promoter Jeff, uh, he had he more about the 99-cent story, but basically he's been running in a lot. Um, I think he was uh, kind of upset that maybe Jeff wouldn't put him on a show, so he's been interfering, trying to get his foot in that way. Uh, Jeff finally gave him a match. Uh, he wrestled Ricky uh, Mandel. And then, uh, to everyone's shock and surprise, there ended up being two ninety nine cents. And so, uh, 
the two ninety nine cents will go against Ricky Mandel and a mystery partner January fifth at the SoCal Pro Show. And uh, what, what else is there to say? I, want, I, I don't want to get a ninety nine cents bad bad side. That's all. Awesome. Wait a minute. Wouldn't it be a dollar ninety eight? <laughs> that I guess that'd be the collective names. A dollar ninety eight. Back in the day, you could have got two whoppers. Yeah, no shit. Uh, now you can't get nothing for two bucks. Oh my goodness! I remember when gas was under a dollar. I was uh, filling up my tank, and uh, I saw the the gas thing going up. And then I remember the back of the day when uh, ten gallons of gas cost you ten dollars. Yep, exactly. You know, back in the olden times, as my son likes to say. <laughs> olden days. <clears throat> uh, all righty, Alex, we have about ten minutes to go. Uh, we're going to cut off about five minutes before we go off the air um, because I am not missing tonight's CSI. So, <laughs> priorities. <you know. laughs> uh, so we have about ten minutes remaining. We have no callers on the line. So, is there anything you want to ask the Almighty KZ? <laughs> is there anything I want to ask the Almighty KZ? Um, again, you caught me on the spot right now. Uh, I'll tell you what I would say is what I'm watching Hulk Hogan against Lanny Poffo, the genius from Saturday Night's main event. Oh, is that the count-out, the count-out finish, right? Um, I've not gotten to the finish yet. Uh, I bought uh, every single Saturday Night's main event. i got to do a lot of studying. Uh, when you when you get into professional wrestling, uh, you have to watch a lot of a lot of tapes because uh, you learn a lot of stuff doing that. And uh, I bought every single Saturday night's main event. I also got every single Clash of Champions, which, uh, in my opinion, watching the Clash is the better show to watch the study stuff because uh, NWA really focused on the wrestling as to where WWF's always been about the angles. In fact, here comes Mr. Perfect down the ringside, and uh, not to say WWF doesn't put out good wrestling and hasn't put out good wrestling, but. Uh, the NWA was definitely the, the wrestling promotion out of the two. I have to agree. I have to But, I mean, just agree. as I say that, though, I mean, Mr. Perfect's out here, and, I mean, what better wrestler were there, was there ever than uh, Mr. Perfect Cardetti? Exactly. I was there when he won the AWA World Heavyweight title, front row. Uh, Nick Botwinkle, correct? Yeah, front row, dude. Still have the few dimes that I picked up from in front of my feet. Oh, wow. That. Yeah, that was that was a great match. That they, you know what, they had a hell of a program. Those two, yeah, you know, they they don't get the love that Flair and Steamboat did, but man, the Hennig and and Bachwinkle matches, the New Year's Eve uh, 1986 match that was on ESPN. They won an hour Broadway, and it was just awesome stuff. Um, you need to go out of your way to see that match. Has that been released? A major DVD yet, or do I have to go out of my way to find it? You know what? That's a good question. Um, I'm not sure. No, they didn't. They didn't put it on the AWA disc. They put the oh. they put the title change on there. Oh, okay. They, yeah, they didn't put the um, the one hour. But since they're on 24/7, they're doing AWA TV as well. So I think they're about halfway through 86. So at the end of 86, they'll get that match because it was the, the AWA show was one hour on ESPN, and they went the, the whole show. That, that, is, uh, that, that, that is AWA. They were uh, 
I, I didn't follow AWA much because as a kid, uh, I think it was in his dying days, and then uh, mm. I've, I've never really thought of any AWA DVDs, but uh, they had some amazing workers during that time, Nick Bob Winkle and uh, Henning and uh, a lot of other guys who were really, really good. De Beers, De Beers Buddy Rose. Oh, yeah. Um, the Rockers at that time, you know, Michael Zinginetti at that time. It was just, you couldn't, you know, the I put the NWA ahead of them for actual in-ring and story. Then the AWA was second as far as I was concerned because of the in-ring. The stories were horrible. Vern was outdated and he had no idea what the hell he was doing. But then they were number two and then, you know, New York was New York. You know, it, it was what you got then. But I always had a you know a steady diet of all three because on Saturday mornings when I was growing up at ten o'clock was WWF Superstars, eleven o'clock was the AWA show, and at noon was Worldwide for for NWA. So I got my three hours, and this was before I got cable, so I had those three hours, and then when I got cable, I would. I would record the 6 a.m. show on TBS, the one hour, and then the the, the World Championship Wrestling, the 6 o'clock show. So, I mean, that's, uh, my math, that's seven, six hours of TV, not counting Saturday night's main events. I mean, that was just on a, on a, on a Saturday. I mean, it's, a, it's, a, a it's amazing that. how uh, there was so much programming in the day. But yeah, people didn't. Uh, people didn't get burned out on it. Mm-hmm. Well, I like the day where uh, I, I can't watch. Different. Yeah, that was the thing, Alex. What I'm what I'm trying to stress is that, that it was so different. You had the cartoony type stuff with with New York. You had the the the, the straight up, you know, no comedy. We go out and we wrestle. AWA. And then the NWA, you had the great technical stuff with the good story storytelling and the the great booking by Dusty. So it was it was everything, and it didn't burn out. And also in '86, we had a Polynesian Championship Wrestling out here, which was the Hawaiian promotion ran by uh, Rocky Maivia's grandfather and grandmother. And they had all kinds of guys. They had uh, Kevin Sullivan. They had uh, Jerry Lawler, Rocky Johnson, C.V. Offey, Snuka, Colonel De Beers, um, Richie Magnet, <laughs> which, is, uh, <laughs> which is a name that I know you remember. So yeah, and so we had that too, and that was that was an alternative because Lawler was uh, was a kick-ass heel back then in in Hawaii and. He was doing the thing with Snuka, and it, it was weird. It was kind of like the same program that Snuka did with the Beers in the AWA, and the same he did with uh, Piper in New York. But it was still fun. But it was something different. If you ever get burnt out on the, if you ever get burnt out on the current scene of professional wrestling, there's plenty of places to go out and buy DVDs of. Uh, uh, the, the, or whatever you want to call it, the older days of professional wrestling when uh, it was a much simpler time, and uh, a lot of the stuff holds up really, really well. I mean, a lot of stuff, I mean, it's cheesy, and then uh, you have to give it the credit of being in the era that it was in, but uh, a lot of the stuff, I mean, it's still amazing to stay, and then uh, 
That's, that's my best advice to someone who's burnt out on the current products. But growing up, I I saw mostly I remember watching mostly video tapes, and then I remember seeing a syndicated uh, WCW show, which was a uh, worldwide or whatever. And then uh, I just grew up mostly on tapes. And then as I've grown up, I've just kept collecting more and more tapes. And then uh, that's basically what I've supplemented uh, my wrestling watching with. I mean, uh, and my grandmother, I didn't, she was watching, we had one TV in the house, and she watched a lot of soap operas and stuff. And then uh, I was so young, couldn't figure out uh, how to really flip around on the five channels to find wrestling. But uh I'd pop in a tape, you know, I'd go, my mom would take me to the local uh, tape place, and then I'd run the tape, and then uh, I could watch it for, you know, and enjoy it. Yeah, I think we all did that back in the day. But, uh, well, we're Except running Dustin down Rose. to, uh... <laughs> Dustin Rose is on my TV right now in Polka Dots, if you will, brother. If you will, baby. <laughs> if you will, baby. I'm sorry, I mixed a little Hogan with him. Hogan <laughs> and Dusty, they never had a match, did they? They may have fought each other in Japan. I know they've teamed in Japan for New Japan Pro Wrestling. Hogan and Dusty would have been a, a clinic of how not to do anything in the match, but yet how to work the crowd into a frenzy. I don't know who would have been the heel in that match, but if they would have ever stepped in the ring, you might have seen three bumps. But my goodness, would the crowd have rocked because Dusty, I mean... Say say what you will about Dusty Rhodes, but, I mean, he knew how to work a crowd, and the same thing with Hulk Hogan. I mean, there's no question why these two guys drew as much money as they did. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, we're coming down to our last few minutes, so uh, get in your plugs, Alex. Uh, I got the MySpace, uh, www.myspace.com backslash CM Saint. Um, you can find out all there is to know about Alex Saint and uh, what I'm doing, and um NewWaveProWrestling.com and find out all the information about the New Wave show on January 12th. And then uh, after March, uh, start with April, I believe New Wave is going to start running monthly, which is going to be awesome, awesome. And then uh, we're praying for a building so we can have training and uh, run shows there. And then uh, just hopefully the San Diego scene takes off and hopefully uh, something happens. There's no knock on the L.A. scene, but uh, there needs to be – I get tired of driving two hours every uh, – not bitching, but it gets out of driving two hours to go see wrestling. It'd be nice for some of these fans down here because they want it. I'm telling you, they want it. They want something to happen in San Diego, um, and we're trying to give it to them here at New Wave. That's cool. Uh, uh, www.myspace.com backslash RubberGuardRadio. Um, if you're in the business, manager, wrestler, promoter, referee, whatnot, you know, send me a friend invite. And we can, you know, talk about getting you booked on the show. Um, musician, entertainer, comedian, artist, pretty much anything. I mean, you know, if if you're a good conversation, we'll gladly get you on. Um, also, uh, uh, www.f4wonline.com. Come and join the empire. And it will be the best seven ninety nine you spend. I can guarantee that. Um, also, my sponsor would be www.ivpvideos.com. Uh, you can join. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Join the rest of the idiots out there that love P 
Curacao and Lucha Libre, you can pick up those discs at IVP, two ninety nine single disc, five ninety nine double disc. And I'm gonna have to say good night, Alex. All right, thanks for having me on. Hopefully we can do it again sometime. Oh yes. Um if I do if we're not on the air before Christmas, I'd like for all of my listeners out there to have a very safe and happy Merry Christmas and we will most likely be on before the end of the year. Um I should have Brandon Tomaselli on next week. Um I just got confirmation for Brandon. Oh, we have a last minute call. Caller from the eight five eight, whom am I speaking with? This would be Ryan Stone. I hope I'm not too late to miss the entire show. Not quite. How you doing, boss? Doing pretty good. Just uh driving home from an LA trip. How's everything going? How's the show tonight? Oh, blast. Definitely worth the download. I will have to check it out then. I heard last night's show was pretty good too. Yeah, last night was really fun. If well, you are you are a tag team wrestler, so I'm pretty sure you'd yes. like to listen to it. The uh, the Heartbreakers, half of them, Sean Davis was on, and and he was just schooling us on tag team wrestling. Oh man, yeah, I just talking to him when I was in San Francisco, learned a lot. There you go. So you're working Saturday, right, for Jesse? Right, for Jesse Hernandez, and uh, I believe we have a little thank you for you. So uh, I I guess you told him about us, from what I heard. Yes, sir. And I just wanted to thank you because he emailed us right before the show that you interviewed him on. And from then, we got booked on a show with him. Hey, that's what I'm here for, man. You guys need so we, to work. You guys need to eat. Yeah, we uh, appreciate it, man. Thank you very much. It's all good, and, and you have a very safe weekend. Take care of yourself in there. We don't need all right, we will, here. and uh, hopefully we'll have us on again soon. All righty. Thank you for calling. And right. if I don't speak to you before, have a very happy and safe holiday. You too, my friend. All righty, thank you. Take it easy. All right. Well, let's wrap it up here, Alex. All right. Uh, to everyone else, uh, have a happy uh, Christmas. Uh, you too, KZ, and uh, have a good, happy new year. Hopefully I'll be on the, the show uh, before the end of the year. I would love to have Larry Sweeney on as a guest. So uh got to keep banging down his door. And then uh, uh, thank you, Rubber Guard. Uh, it's been an awesome opportunity to come on here and uh, – talk about wrestling and put myself over and everything like that. It's, it's a great show, and uh, hopefully you get more fans in the 08. Awesome. Thanks, brother, and I will talk to you soon. All right, then. Bye-bye. Good night, brother. All righty. Well, we're wrapping, it, wrapping this up, the December 20th edition of Overguard Radio. Wow. What can you say? We had the Texas bad boy in the first hour. David Fuller schooling us about Texas indie wrestling. And then in the second hour, what more can I say? If you're in the SoCal area, you need to check out New Wave Pro Wrestling. Uh, January 12th, um, the YMCA in downtown San Diego. Um, Definitely check them out. Uh, For info, you can go to my tag team partners, uh, MySpace, myspace myspace.com backslash cmsaint, and you can follow the links to their or uh, RebelGuard Radio, it's MySpace, MySpace RebelGuard Radio. Um, that'll do it. Um, I'd like to wish everybody a safe, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever you want to call it. Um, and I will be talking to you folks next week. Um, looks like it may be just one show next week, 
but uh, I do have confirmation for Brandon Tomaselli, and my co-host for that show will be Hack. Uh, hopefully you're listening, Chris, and hopefully you're feeling better, brother, and God bless, and I'll talk.